Podcasting from the JK Twin Studios. This is the show for Reds fans, by Reds fans. Each week, we take a look at the games, the players, and the stories of Cincinnati Reds baseball. Now, your hosts, Scott Evans and Nick Lawson. And welcome to another episode of the Reds Fans Chatter Podcast. I'm Scott Evans. He is Nick Lawson. What is going on, Nick? Ready for Thanksgiving, man. You know, for a Reds Thanksgiving, you trade the turkey and bring in uh, chicken. Or the stuffing, whichever. Yeah, stuffing's awful. That's right. <laughs> Oh, we just offended everybody that loves stuffing. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I I don't really hate stuffing, but it's not not bad, really. Uh, mac and cheese. You know, I'm not even really a big turkey fan. I'm making turkey for the first time ever this year. I've done, like, turkey breasts before. Throw them in a crock pot pretty easy. This year, I, I'm doing the uh, entire turkey, so it, it, it could be a disaster. Hopefully, my family brings plenty of sides. Well, just try not to burn your house down. I am not deep frying it. Well, there you go. I, I'm I am slow smoking it at 225 degrees. That's your that's the best bet right there. So it it may taste like crap. It, it may kind of uh, do the whole Clark Griswold thing, but I think it was Clark Griswold when he cut it and it just kind of it was really dry. Yeah. Because I, I, I was going to brine it, but I can't find any brine kits. The turkey looks to be already brined, so I don't want like I don't want to have a salty turkey. <laughs> so I've read one recipe that says if, if the store-bought and they've already injected it with crap, you don't have to brine it. So I'm going that way. Well, as long as, long as it tastes good, you'll be all right. Yeah, well, there, there's some other tricks you can do when smoking meats uh, that keeps them... Uh, Juicy. Juicy's good. So, anyway, <laughs> moving on from Thanksgiving talk uh, into Reds talk. Reds made some moves recently. Reds Fest affected by some of those moves. And uh, more Major League players on the Reds Fest roster. We'll talk about that. And uh, I think that's uh, about it on this week's show. Next week, we may uh, dive into some of the positions that the Reds need. Catcher is one of them. And, of course, next week, uh, heading into Reds Fest, we will definitely be talking Reds Fest. And we can't forget about Bronson Arroyo's on the Hall of Fame ballot this year. Oh, Bronson Arroyo and Scott Rowland. Bronson, I, I, this may be his only appearance on it. I, I love Bronson. I don't think he's National Baseball Hall of Fame material. Uh, he is going into the Reds Hall of Fame next year, though. Well deserved, and Scott Rowland, I, I think will make it. The the when you take out the guys that um, have been associated with uh, steroids, uh, I mean Rowland's about the best option out of the out of the uh, candidates this year. I mean Scott had about sixty three percent of the votes last year, so I think he's a good shot in getting in. It, and, it's possible. And this year, it's not as. Uh, like I said, the, the players that he's going up against uh, are not as overwhelming as they were the last couple of years. So he, I could definitely see him getting 75%. Uh, 
you know, Manny Ramirez has some uh, baggage attached. Uh, A-Rod definitely has some baggage attached. He was suspended for steroid use. The entire year. Right. And and if Bonds didn't make it in, I, I A-Rod's not going to. No, and I think his numbers have been declining over the years when it comes to votes. Right. Now, Bonds does have one chance uh, or another chance with the uh, – Veterans Committee, so we'll see what happens there. But, uh, yeah, Bronson, solid player, 23.4 war overall. Uh, good player, definitely not uh, Hall of Fame, though. No, I'm, I'm happy he's going to the Reds Hall of Fame. You know, it, he was a big part of the, the Reds in the uh, winning se- winning years, and uh, it's, it's good to see him get in. Yeah, with the Reds, he had a uh, 4.180 RA. Uh, over nine years, including the very bad 2017, uh, where he tried to try to be like uh, Jose Rio and come back uh, in a rebuilding Reds year, didn't quite work. But uh, but yeah, he's uh, definitely a Reds Hall of Famer, and uh, and you know I don't think he's done. I don't think did he do some TV this past season or was it the, the year before last? I think it was the year before last. I don't recall seeing him on this year's yeah, TV. He, he was uh, he was entertaining in that role as well. Yeah, singing the song with Chris Chris Walsh, uh, that was fun. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the Reds made a trade, uh, a couple of moves. Uh, the biggest move uh, was trading Kyle Farmer for Casey Legumina, and I just butchered butchered his name. That's okay. We probably won't say his name anymore. Yeah, he he's a. Uh, the guy we got for Kyle Farmer played in Double uh, A last year and High A had a four point nine three ERA. So you know he's he's not a guy you're going to put at your top of your prospects list. Potentially could come in in probably going to be a bullpen role if he ever does make it to the majors. Uh, but uh, Red saved three about three million dollars. Uh, Nets save six million. Kyle Farmer is going to make six million dollars. Great guy in the bullpen. Funny on some podcasts, not ours, because we don't even know how to get in touch with him to be on ours. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, it, it was time to move on. Last year of uh, team control, and, and like I said, arbitration just skews what the market value for these guys are. Six million dollars for Kyle Farmer on a team that's rebuilding for the future. Uh, with a ton of guys that can play shortstop and third base on the team already and, and coming up. So uh, there's zero reason to keep him. Other, than, I mean, I know he's a great locker room guy, but Tucker Barnhart was, was an even better locker room guy, and it was the right move last year to uh, trade him to uh, Detroit. Well, plus Farmer is like 32. And right. You've got you've – got- you got top prospects that are going to be filling that role here in a couple of years. I mean, some of them may be up by the all-star break uh, this year. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Some of them could, could shock and uh, make the team out of spring training. You never know what's going to happen, be it injury related or, you know, uh, if daylight Cruz hits 500 in spring training, is Nick crawl going to still be patient and keep him in the minors? Well, look what happened with, with Jonathan India. He kind of came out of nowhere and just he won a spot. Right. So it could happen. 
So yeah, that's that's the thing. Uh, let's let's just be patient with the with the team. I kind of like some of the young players. Uh, that that's the difference between the last rebuild and this rebuild is the Reds actually got a lot more hope in the uh, in the in the returns than they did uh, in the previous rebuild, and they already had some some uh, prospects in the in the uh, organization they didn't have last time, but. Uh, but yeah, Kyle Farmer wishing the best in in uh, in the Minnesota organization. Uh, the Twins a little bit further ahead in uh, competing. Not only he's reunited with Sonny Gray and Tyler Malley as well. Right. I mean, if you go to Seattle, that's the only my only complaint is it seems like every trade the Reds have made is either with Seattle or Minnesota. So eventually, those teams are going to start losing or running out of prospects to send us. Yeah, then we'll just have to trade for a bag of peanuts or something. Yeah. Uh, another Reds trade, and this one's probably going to replace Kyle Farmer. Uh, the Reds acquired Kevin Newman for... Dari Moretta. And uh, Kevin Newman, I, I kind of like this deal. I mean, I'm looking at his stats. He's not going to be an everyday starter. Uh, he wasn't with Pittsburgh. Uh, well, in, in, uh, in 2021, he was with Pittsburgh. Hit 226. Uh, 265 on base, 309 slugging. Uh, last year in a more limited role, uh, hit 274, 316, 372. I'll take that every day. Yeah, and the guy can glove. Is he very? It's a good third baseman. He plays from short and second base. So with him, and then uh, like we talked last week, the guy we got from Texas, uh, the Reds are going to be a lot more balanced in their utility guys. It's no power from any of these guys. Uh. But, you know, Kyle Farmer did not have power. He had 14 home runs last year. Well, it took him until the second half of the season to get to 10. So. Right. So, looking at, uh, I mean, looking at the team so far, uh, still not ready to give any predictions. So, it, it, until until the final roster is made, I'm still going to say 100 losses next year. <laughs> and then, uh, depending on the moves they make, that could go up or down. Yeah, I mean, they got some money to work with now, so who knows? Yeah, the, the rumors are all over the place. I, I saw someone tweet that fought, that uh, kind of reports on the Reds that the Reds are cutting again, and then uh, Nick Crawl came out, and, you know, he speaks in Nick Crawl speak, uh, but basically said they have some money to spend. And it kind of makes sense because depending on how you look at it, uh, the Reds are between 70 and $80 million uh, projected payroll after arbitration. And uh, last year, I think they started the season right around $109, $110 million. So they have twenty between 20 and $40 million that they stay at the same rate they were last year uh, to spend. And they and really, the, the biggest places they need to spend, they, the first thing is they need a backup catcher. They don't have, yeah. to, they don't have to spend a lot for that. And, and there's some uh, veteran names out there, Tucker Barnhart, Kirk Casale, Gary Sanchez. Maybe next week we'll go into kind of in-depth look at that. Uh, so they have that. I, I always will take a bullpen arm. But please, Nick Crawl, go up to at least a C-level arm. A B-level arm would be great. But no, no more Hunter Strickland's. No more Doolittle's. Michael Givens is available. I, I I really thought they should have kept him uh, from the year before last. So uh, starting pitching, 
you know, I'd almost rather go with the young arms uh, and, and see what they have versus getting another Mike Miner type in. Yeah, I mean, even though you got some money to work with, you're not going to get a Jacob DeGrom. You're not going to get a Justin Verlander. You're going to find a low-end starter right. if, they go that, if they go that route. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Johnny Cueto, but Cueto pitched so well last year in Chicago. He may stay there, or he's going to he's going to command a lot more money than you th- would have thought he would have uh, at the beginning of last year. Right. I mean, I think, uh, isn't Rodon available from the Giants? Um, I believe so. Yes. You know, there's, there's guys out there you can go after that are not very expensive. Right. But make sure they're good because spending, spending money on a, on a terrible pitcher because he's a veteran, I'd rather see a young guy come up, given a chance and, uh, may or may not fail. I mean, you don't want to ruin the guy, but if, if the guy's on the cusp, bring him on up. Right, I mean, you got you got the you got the arms. I mean, even Brandon Williamson showing some promise. Right, I mean, I don't know if he's ready yet or not, but uh, uh, the, I mean, I'm I'm happy with the Reds bullpen. I remember not the Reds bullpen. Never, I, that was a mistake. Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy with the Reds starting rotation and the Reds pitching that they have in the minors. The prospects coming up. I, I think the big thing is, and this is something I was preaching since the last rebuild. I think finally they may have the pitching core from uh, a ball all the way up to triple a to where if they lose somebody to injury trade or free agency, they have someone that can step up potentially and be as good, if not better, which is something that they have not had when they've lost guys like Castillo. I mean, with Castillo, I I think they kind of have that with, uh, with Graham Ashcraft, Hunter green, Nick Lodolo, uh, but when you, you know, you're not going to be able to keep all three of those pitchers, no, no team in baseball, even the, even the Dodgers had to make choices with some of their players, the Yankees, you know, you, even if you have those kind of payrolls, you can't keep every player. So you, yep. you gotta have the, you gotta have the pipeline and a team like the Reds, you gotta have, I mean, the, if you look at the Cardinals, I mean, they kept Wainwright forever, but the uh, the other players in those pitch the pitchers that came up through their system when they lost those guys to either trade free agency or injury they had somebody else come come right in fill the role and I mean that's why they are consistently winning year after year it's not because they spend a lot in free agency the Cardinals don't that's one thing the Cardinals and Braves are good at is developing the, the young pitching. That's how they've been so good for so many years. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the Braves are another – I mean, the Braves are finally spending some money, but, I mean, for after Ted Turner uh, was no longer involved and they sold it to Liberty Media, uh, you know, they they went many years where they had a limited payroll. Actually, the year they won the World Series, their payroll was not that much higher than the Reds. No, they had they had young talent that actually clicked and they put it together and they showed what they could do. And that's and that's what we need. I mean, I, that's really where the Reds fans, uh, that you know, the sell the team Bob fans, uh, need to step into is I, I don't care if Bob spends money or not. I you know I, we all get our favorite players, but at the end of the day, it's business, it's life. Uh, they move on. Uh, they're going to re- they're they're not going to play here forever. As much as I love Joey Votto. His, his career is coming to an end, whether it ends with Cincinnati this coming season 
or in 2024, or if he goes on and plays someplace else, he still only has a few more years at most left in him at, at 40 years old. Well, let's, let's hope the surgery helps and he comes back. Next oh, abs- absolutely. It hits, let's, it hits 330. Who knows? Yeah, make it, a, make it a tough decision for him and the Reds next year on, on what to do in 2024. But my, my point is your fan favorites are going to move on. Johnny Bench is still a fan favorite of mine, but he hasn't played since 1983 and hasn't played well since before I even remember watching him. Yeah, I mean, his last game was not that great. You know, he homered. Last I, game I, Riverfront. I was there is well, oh, it was Johnny bench night. I, I don't think it was technically his last game. Or I mean, his, last home, his last home game. I don't even know if it was his last home game. Cause it was September 17th in 1983, but it was his night, the night they were honoring him. And, uh, there, this is why I really like the moon deck seats at great American ballpark is because I remember going there. Was, uh, let's see. It was 1983. I would have been eight years old and the people sitting in front of me had to have been six, five with a neck that was about 20 inches long. And I could not see most of the game and it was making me mad. And as a guy that's five, seven, uh, today, I, I still don't like when someone tall sits in front of me. If you're in the moon deck though, they're angled up to where it doesn't matter who's sitting in front of you. Uh, you're going to be able to see the game. Of course, you know, the last couple of seasons, uh, that wasn't a problem, <laughs> no matter where well, you sit. Well, Riverfront was bad for, like, if you sat in the blue seats. That That's where we that's where we yeah. were. It was, like, third row behind one of the dugouts. I can't remember if it was the Reds or the Visitors. My, my dad always got tickets from his vendors, so they were always really good seats. And uh, for that night, uh, it was uh, it was rough for, for eight-year-old Scott. Yeah, I remember getting to my grandfather used to get free tickets and he'd get those seats. And I always complained to him, so why is people always walking do- up and down the aisle every five seconds? I can't see the game. Oh, you know, Great American Ballpark, <laughs> that's the same thing. I, I, one year I had seats in section, whatever. It, it's right behind where the tarp is on the first base side. And I was in the center, so it wasn't as bad. But if you're on, if you get the. If you're sitting on the down the lines, you want to be sitting on the aisle, on the side of the aisle away from uh, home plate because otherwise you're going to be watching people go up and down the aisles all game. I'll, I'll always be in the nosebleed seats. Be, be, <laughs> I'm not going to be that close. Um, I, this year, this coming year, I'll be six rows off the field, but back of the moon deck, it, it doesn't really matter because just the way those seats are, seats are, you're facing towards the action. Those are the best seats in the house, especially for the price. Right, I, close, I mean, the, 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 left field. the diamond seats are definitely the best seats in the house, but for the price, I, it's the, the, the moon deck seats are, I think around 30, 35 bucks. If you buy them through the reds. The way the Reds are playing now, you can get them on the secondhand market under ten bucks most games. So, or you can just buy whatever ticket and sit where you want most games, uh, unless the Reds come out and reverse what they did last year and, and come out on a on a winning streak. That'd be fabulous. So, what what's your thought of, thoughts of the Reds' moves so far this year? I, I'm kind of like, I kind of like them. I hate to see Kyle Farmer go, but I I think it improves the team. Well, I think you have to make room for your young talent because those guys are developing pretty fast. Um, I like the deal. You got a young arm in the process. 
keep making deals with American League teams. I'm fine with that too. Um, you've also got to look at the fact that you still got moves you have to make. You have to do something with the bullpen. You still have to do something with starting rotation. You got to get another starter in there somewhere. And, and you got to get catching. Right. You need another catcher. You released three catchers. You lost in one day. <laughs> How does that happen? Yeah. Oh, the other the other big move. The era of the Punisher is over. Yeah, he did elect free agency. So did uh, Jeff Hoffman and a few others. Right. Good. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, uh, I love the arm on on uh, Aquino, but uh, he couldn't hit the curveball, and all the pitchers knew it. Yeah, and they, they saw right through him, and they threw the ball right past him. So the Reds have finally updated their uh, list of who's appearing at Reds Fest, and there's more major leaguers than Joey Votto on the list now. Yeah, it's a pretty long list, actually. Yeah, TJ Antone, who you kind of forgot about. That's Tommy John surgery deal. Graham Ashcraft, Luis Sessa. Don't know who this guy is, Fernando Cruz. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> Alexis, <laughs> Alexis Diaz, Justin Dunn, Stuart Fairchild, Buck Farmer, who just signed a uh, deal to avoid arbitration, uh, Jake Fraley who I think was kind of the surprise player last year uh, out of the trades. Uh, he played pretty well at, once he came back from the injury. Yeah, he kind of surprised. I mean, the dude could play outfield. He's a pretty good outfielder. Ian Gibalt. I probably butchered his name. Yeah, I, I do all the time. Hunter, Hunter Green, uh, Jonathan India, Joe Connell, Nick Lodolo, Alejo Lopez, who's one of my favorite unsung players on the team. Yeah, he's a good player, man. That dude can rake. He can hit. Uh, he, he gets, like, no respect from David Bell, it seems. But, I mean, he just hits. He just gets on base and hits. Yeah, I mean, he walks a lot, too. Nobody even looks at his numbers, but he got the kick and walk. Right. Uh, Connor Overton. I, I think it's because of his size. But, you know, uh, Jose Altuve's short as well in stature and uh, is a superstar. Yeah. Uh Oh. The guy that uh, was my <laughs> biggest miss of last year, Raviar San Martin. Wow, boy, did he suck. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I was all in on him, and I was uh, all wrong. Oh, yeah, when he was a starter, boy. You, you, I was thinking of you the whole time. Tony, Sant, uh, Tony Santillan. Yep. Nick Senzel. Uh, Michael Sinai, who... Uh, I, I think he's he might be a kind of a under the radar type guy going into that outfield situation next year. Yeah, I mean he he showed a little promise. I mean he, he did. Struggle. He didn't get he didn't get a lot of playing time. No. Uh, Lucas Sims, uh, of course, injured. Hopefully he'll be back. Uh, Nick Solak, who we just got from the Rangers, Spencer Steer, Tyler Stevenson, and Joey Votto. I'm hoping Tyler Stevenson's back to 100%. And uh, L.A. De La Cruz is going to be one of the uh, premier autograph signings on Saturday, uh, replacing Kyle Farmer. Yep. Uh, alumni added, I think uh, we'll just go through them, Jack Billingham, Marty Brenneman, Eric Davis. I don't believe he was on the list last week. Uh, Billy Doran, Raleigh Eastwick, Tommy Helms, Tom Hume, Dave Miley. 
Corky Miller, Joe Oliver, Mario Soto, Eddie Tobinsey, and Scott Williamson. Super nice guy if you do get a chance to meet him. Uh, minor leaguers, uh, like I said, De La Cruz, uh, Matt McClain, uh, are, are like the biggest ones. Brandon Williamson are probably the biggest uh, names on the list. Uh, some of the other guys we got in trades last year, Edwin Arroyo. Uh, coaches, I don't know any of them except for Freddie Benavides and David Bell, J.R. House, Derek Johnson, and Jeff Pickler. And then all the all the broadcasters will be there uh, both days. Jeff Brantley, Jim Day, Brian Giesenslaw, Sam LeCure, Annie Sabo, John Sadak, Tommy Thrall, and Chris Welsh. There's Barry Larkin. Oh, I take that back. Not all the... Not all the uh, broadcasters will be there. <laughs> We're missing our Hall of Famer. Missing our Hall of Famer, yes. But the Hall of Famer, when it comes to broadcasting, is going to be there as alumni and Marty Brenneman. That's right, and I'd be happy to see him again. I saw him last time, and it was it was awesome. Yeah, Marty is great. Uh, if you're an autograph seeker and trying to get as many as possible marty's the worst <laughs> because yeah. he's so because he does take the time to uh talk to everybody and everybody has stories and uh he, he tries his best to keep the line moving without cutting people off which is a which is a skill that takes a lot of talent so uh you know it, it's one of the lines you don't want to get into if you're in a hurry and you want to try to get but uh, a number of things but if you want a great experience, definitely Marty is uh, one of the best. Yeah, I mean, I love Marty. I miss him in the booth, but uh seems like he's having a great time right now. Yeah, Tommy Thrall's great, too. I, I got him to sign uh, the the item I had in 2019, and uh, he, he was great, as were all, all the Reds that year. And really, every year, Reds Fest is a time, uh, like I said it before, it's not a time to boo Phil Castellini. I mean, you can if you want, but it's really a time to celebrate the Reds and, 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 you know, talk to the players when they're not, you know, getting ready to go play, play a game and, and really concentrate on things. It's a time where you kind of get to have fun with them and, uh, and, uh, you know, quick interactions, 10, 15 seconds, uh, cause they got to keep the lines moving, but, uh, some players are, are very personable and, uh, and we'll talk to you. I mean, if, if the crowds are low, it, it works out even better. Because I remember one year, it was 2009. Reds were coming off a very bad, disappointing season. And uh, Adam Rosales was there. And, I mean, he was he was so nice. It was almost like he was going to ask us for his autograph or for our autograph. He should have. <laughs> but, he, you know, he was seriously super nice. Walt Jockety was handing out fake contracts. I miss him. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I do. Yep. So, but yeah, Red Fest going to be a lot of fun, and uh, and uh, I mean that's pretty much all that's going on. I did see something on Twitter, but I forget what it is. Oh, Tyler Stevenson is back to doing baseball operations. That's what it was. Yeah, he's hitting off a tee. Uh, he's been doing some some soft tossing, but yeah, he's uh, he's looking good. Yeah, hopefully him and, and Joey Votto will be ready for beginning of the season. If if not, the next year is going to be rough. Yeah, I don't even think about that. I'm hoping they will be. Hope they'll be in spring training. We'll see. All right. Well, until next week, go Reds. Go Reds. <laughs>